I say six months, same thing. Like I forgot about my Facebook account, but then Facebook sent me a message. Then I checked it and nobody wrote me. One year, nobody. Then I realized, okay, what I am feeling is true. Mm. Is that it's, I will not call it a toxic or something like this. I will call it like, it's it's not as how I was imagining it. It was only me who running this kind of relationship. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. And I bet you're exposed to investment risk right now. To reduce it, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and download the risk reduction checklist I've made specifically for you, my podcast listeners, based on the lessons I've learned from all my guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guests, Mustafa Sharif. Mustafa, are you ready to rock? Yes, I am. <laughs> well, I'm going to introduce you to the audience, but for those that don't have the benefit of seeing the video, what I see behind you is a lot of drawings and stuff up on your wall. And I think we'll be able to understand that more when I read your bio. So Mustafa Sharif is an urban planner with a big focus on the social sustainability aspect of city development. He's also the host of the Urbanistica podcast. It's a podcast about how we create smart and livable cities. Mustafa is passionate about planning cities with people and by people. Mustafa, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life. Yes, thank you so much, Andre. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I think you 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 describe me in a very clear way. I'm an urban planner. I'm in love with talking to people, do project with people, be out with people. Yes, I'm originally from Iraq, Baghdad, and we moved to Sweden when I was 17. Now I'm 27, so 10 years ago. And yes, I am so happy to be here in Europe because I had the chance to to visit so many different cities, to meet so many different peoples that I'm not really used to meet different kind of people. So I'm I'm really happy to be here and very passionate about uh, planning and designing cities for people so they feel good when they are outside of their home, not only when they feel good when they are at their home. So mm. this is me. Fantastic. And I'm going to put in the show notes, I'll put a link to the podcast, but maybe you can just tell us a little bit about what you do on the podcast, what the listeners would expect so that they can check it out, click on it, yeah. and go listen to yeah. it. Yeah, of course. The thing with my podcast is very niche. It's about smart and livable cities for people. And the target group actually is architects and urban planners. So if you're not an architect and you listen to the podcast, you will not really find it very <laughs> fun because it's very like technical, advanced, but the thing with the podcast, I created it because I want the architects together to, to change the world because I cannot do it by myself. So that's why I started the podcast, inspiring the architects around the world so they can plan and design cities for all people. Mm, fantastic. And I'm just looking at it, you know, right now and looking at some of the people that you've had on is pretty amazing. I think you're on is that episode 191? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow. And I started one year ago when it was COVID, actually. 
So you had some, uh, you had some free time. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. What do, what do architects do during COVID? They got to figure out something to do with their time. So yeah. Oh, I That's just like exactly. I, I love the design of the site and the pictures of the people and the the graphics are great. So really like Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm running it in three languages: in Arabic, Swedish, and English. I'm seeing to, that to yeah. maximize this. That's amazing. So here we have episode 187 in Arabic, mm. and then episode 186 in English, and episode 185 in Swedish. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and tell us your story. Yes. Well, my story started from Iraq, Baghdad. So I'm from a city. We are six million people so many people there so i'm used to meet so many people to talk with so many people to spend time with so many people actually and i was not so much at home i was always out in the city with my friends colleagues in the school and my cousins we we do different things you know play football shopping or just hang out in parks and talk when we moved to sweden we moved to sweden because of the war and so on so we moved to sweden here and in sweden i had the chance to meet new kind of people because back in my home country I met the same type of people same background same hair color you know exactly the same but when we moved to Sweden I I met the entire world like before I was meeting this kind of people just in the airport when I changed plane but now like actually they are here and close to me, my neighbors from like US or my my friends in the school from France and Italy and so on so for me I this was very very great thing, very magical thing. And yes, as I mentioned, so I am in love with talking with people and doing stuff with people. So I try to be a friend with as many people as possible since moving to Sweden. And also like in the beginning, you know, like when you move to a new country, you feel alone. So you try hard to, to meet new people. So I developed these skills and talking to people, do project with them, hang out with them. So I, 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 made so many friends actually from so many different countries and i was i was so happy about this like okay look now i have so many different i have so many friends from different backgrounds religions uh, countries i'm so cool and i'm so happy to talk with them exchange culture so this is how i continue with my passion about people but by time, as actually people became my worst investment. Yes. And the thing is that for me, like I am trying always to do things that make change for me as a person, for my family, but also for the society I'm living in. So I'm always trying to accomplish things. And I, I, I did it. And if you go to my LinkedIn, it's very long. So you, I, I document everything I do there. So you can see what I contribute with. And for me, this is very important to make a change. But at the same time, the people that I became friend with, they, they're not really, how to say, the relation was only from my side. You know, it was only me who texting them, only me who tried to make events or bring them together, only me checking how they feel. It was only from my side. 
and I didn't realize that that the, okay, this relationship with so many people. By the way, I'm not talking about one, two, three, four, many, many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think more than more than one hundred. You know. So, after time, like it, it was. They never like they never told me. Ah, oh, well done, Mustafa. You did this. They never suggest that we do something. It all it was all only about me. Mm. But I didn't. Re- it took so much energy from me. But I didn't realize that because I was, you know, this passion. All oh, people. I talked to this and he to, to her. But after time, when I moved from that city to another city, start to study, like my master. So I start to reflect back about my relation because I actually when I moved, I didn't miss anybody. Mm. For me, that was like I was very shocked because when I was there, you know, I was in this in, in the city, always doing things, and I was so worried that I would study master in another city and I would leave all of them, you know. But when I moved, I didn't like felt anything about them, and I spent like many years with them, you know. Mm. So I start to reflect. Okay, what's the wrong here? <laughs> Maybe I'm too excited about the new city, but at the same time, no, it's 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 not really like this because I traveled to to many cities and I didn't feel like this. So I start to to question these relationships, but not really questioning in the serious way, but just reflecting. And then it's fine. I start like to talk to them. Hey, I moved here. Look what I'm doing. I got master. I got job. I got dinner. and then I I moved to another country now, mm. from Sweden to Italy to study. Made new friends. Same story. When I get people that I met in, in my master, also many of them I didn't miss. Same when I in Italy, I met so many people. Also, like if we became, how to say, at that time I, I called them friends, you know, like, oh, we do stuff together. We travel to different countries. When we move back, maybe I just missed one or two of the, the 50. And after many years, like it's actually started last year i started like to really question this okay wait a minute what i'm who are these people in my life so i started to to experiment if this was a good investment from me like all the years talking to people checking them you know like even helping them so much with finding a job house like because these are like friendship from my side i say i need to to give whatever i have in order to them to have a good life so I started to question this in a serious way and I did an experiment. I created a new Facebook account and I add all the people that I think didn't care about me and I have not so many much feeling for them mm. to a new account. And then the people that I, I really in touch with and I they are also in touch with me in the one account. So two groups of people. And I say, I will close the Facebook with the new people like that I don't care or they don't mm-hmm. care and open it after six months. No, first I say open it after one month and see if someone writes me. Mm. I did it and I'm always, you know, it's it's closed. I'm thinking about should I log in and see if people write me. And then I waited after one month, open nobody. <laughs> <laughs> then I say, yeah, one month maybe it's very short, you know. Yeah. We are not in the same city. Some of them in the same city. I say six months, same thing. I forgot, like, I forgot about my Facebook account, but then Facebook sent me a message. Then I checked it and nobody wrote me. One year, nobody. Then I realized, okay, what I am feeling is true. Mm. Is that it's, 
I will not call it a toxic or something like this. I will call it like it's it's not as how I was imagining it. It was only me who running this kind of relationship. And for them, if I am there or not, it's like the same thing. It doesn't matter. I like nobody wrote me, not even like sending an emoji, you know? Mm. Even like from and during my birthday when Facebook announced. So yeah, I start to question this and I realized that these years and this amount of energy texting being creative, finding job to people, helping people, actually, a kind of was my <laughs> worst investment. Mm. And I feel I feel so sad because we spend a lot of time where I have so beautiful memories that I care about, but they don't really appreciate or like care as I how I do. So now, I feel very sad actually that mm. we were together in let's say in, in France and we traveled together. What happened now? Like, you don't you don't remember this, you know? So yeah. So the, unfortunately, my passion to people brought me to to feel a bit sad because of mm. some people. Mm. Mm. So, how would you describe the lessons that you learned from this experience? Well, it's a bit hard to describe, to be honest with you. But the lesson is that I don't need to go all in in uh, creating the relationship i need to let it like let it go you know not let it go like follow the flow and mm -hmm. if the person is also sharing the same feelings then we will be friends or you know like other type of relationship but i don't need to push so much and to to decide that this will be a great relationship or this mm -hmm. will be a friendship so i need to give chance to other person to decide and not only me deciding this will he will be my friend you know mm, yep maybe I'll, I'll summarize some of my takeaways from that you know the first question that i think is most invaluable in our life is the question of why why am i doing this you know and i think that for me when i was young i didn't put in that much effort that you've described but i really did try to i would say i was a people pleaser and i really didn't want other people to see me in you know in a negative way and I wanted people to say, oh, Andrew's really nice or something like that, or Andrew's smart or whatever. And it, it wasn't like I was thinking that consciously, but I know my actions were doing that. And I, I always describe a, my, my best friend, Dale, and we, we grew up in high school together. And now he lives one street over here in Thailand. So he runs our coffee factory that we have here. And we talk every day. But I remember when Dale and I first started hanging out, he's a little bit tougher guy than I was. I was, you know, I want to make a good impression, all that. And one day some guy said something to him, you know, at a shopping mall or wherever it was, I don't remember. And Dale said, if you have a problem with that, that's your problem. <laughs> and, and I never talked to people that way, but yeah. it wasn't insulting. It wasn't like fighting words, but it was like, you know, I just realized at that moment that I was, the my interactions with people were driven by my desire for everybody to like me. And you'd never say that if you just want mm. people to like you. But where does it get you? So I think the first thing, and I think for the listeners out there, you know, question, ask the question, why am I doing this? And I think by asking that question, you'll learn a ton about yourself. Now, there's one other thing that I got. I'm just reaching for something here that you made me think about. Every year at the beginning of the year, 
one of my very good friends and I, we always get together and make our plans. And I actually have a course called Achieve Your Goals. And I have like a planner book, which I'm, I have in my hand here. And, and I, I have this thing called Building Belief. And it's about how do you build the future of who you want to be? And I said to, I said to his name's also Andrew. So I was, telling, <laughs> I was telling Andrew, I said, you know, I've done a lot of podcast interviews. I know a lot of people from my career in Thailand and all that. But what I realized is that, you know, I'd like to go deeper with a small number of people and really start to develop more. I, I don't want to, you're going to have a, a hundred people, let's say, that go through your life over a period of time. Ninety-five of them probably, you know, no big deal. You both mm. enjoyed the moment that you're together and then you're gone. But those five, I don't want to just sweep them away with the other 95. And I think when we have a lot of interactions, we do that. And so we come up with words that we want. And so I'm going to just tell you what I wrote down because it, it relates to this. So what I said is that the three words that I want to describe myself by in the future, who I am is focused, deep and attractive. And what does it mean to be focused? Well, it means my highest priorities are clear and I work on them daily. What does it mean to be deep? I bring significant value to my efforts, meaning my products and services, and my relationships. And what does it mean to be attractive? I attract good things and good people. But if you look at this idea of deep, then I ask the question is, what, what must I do? If I was, had deeper relationships, what would I be doing? So I wrote down three things. I've doubled the time that I spend with my core friends. That's about five people, including my mom. And Number two, I bring one new person per month into my inner circle. Hmm. That's not like my closest friends, but you know, a circle where they're getting closer. And I do this, I did this, I did this by starting a mastermind. I just went out on my Facebook and I said, I'm starting a mastermind. Who wants to join? And I got hmm. five or six people that came together. And now we've met every single Friday since the beginning of this year. And those people are have come into my inner circle. And I did the mastermind specifically because I wanted to move away from volume and move into deeper relationships that bring more value. So it's just interesting that, you know, you describe your situation and in some ways I can relate. And that's really what, what I take away is the first thing is ask yourself why. And as you go through the answer to that, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And the second thing is I've been on a journey you know, wanting to go deeper. So yeah. anything you'd add to that? No, I, th I think you said very interesting words, especially the why, because when I reflect back, I didn't have any why, like I didn't really thought about why I am talking like to Andrew, why I am doing this. But now after also like doing podcasting, I ask myself why I'm talking with this person. So the why is so important, and I realized this after doing my worst investment. investment. <laughs> yeah, if we understand our why, it just helps yeah. in so many ways, you know. Yeah. So based upon this story, you know, and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? And I'm thinking about a young man or woman who is trying hard to make friends and maybe please people may maybe try to contribute and they're not getting a lot back. Mm. I'm curious what 
one piece of advice or one action you would give them? Hmm. Well, advice is about, it's not about how many, it's not about the number of people you know, it's about how deep you know the people. So focus on getting closer to a person than knowing temperate people. Yeah, this is a case where volume does mm. not beat, yeah. you know, value. So mm. great advice. All right, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Is to uh, clean up my friend list. <laughs> to figure out, as you mentioned, Andrew, who I should go deeper with and which one I should like cut off the, the kind of friendship that I imagine it exists. Mm, that's a great goal. And I think when you get there 12 months from now, you're going to be really, really deriving a lot of value out of those ones that you decided yeah. to, to go deeper on. So that's exciting. Mm. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, to reduce risk in your life. So go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and download the risk reduction checklist and see how you measure up. As we conclude, Mustafa, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? <laughs> well, well, I'm Andrew, I'm speechless. I just want to say thank you so much for giving the space for me. I love your your questions. I started to listen to your podcast actually two weeks ago, and I'm learning so much. For the listeners, just keep listening. I think there are so much inspiring messages that you can take. Amen. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying I'll see you on the upside.